Hello everybody out there, my name is James Muro and welcome to my podcast. Today I'm introducing a new initiative called Kenya Rights and I'm doing it in partnership with the Goethe Institute here in Nairobi, Kenya. The project is to showcase writers from all across Kenya, you know, different counties and, you know, show some of the best stuff that's coming out of the country now. Our first guest is Fatma Shaf. She writes about human behavior and emerging issues affecting the continent. Her poems, fiction, and nonfiction have been published in platforms like Creative Writers League and Lolway. She's also the founder of Shiwaki, which is Shirika Lawandishi Wakiswahili, Latin Association of Writers of the Kiswahili Language. She was one of the authors of Water Birds on the Lakeshore, the anthology of Afro Young Adult Fiction, published in 2021, which featured writing from across the continent in French, English, and Kiswahili. Enjoy. Hello, Fatma. Thank you for agreeing to do this podcast. You're welcome. Hello, James. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and, and the work you do. Uh, basically, I'm a school auditor, government schools auditor, based in Kilifi. That's what I do for a living. But uh, writing is my hobby. Writing is my life. And I write in Swahili. I write in Swahili language. Yeah. And the, f- the first time I heard your name was when um, I was covering the Afro Young Adult Project. And, um, and I saw that you are one of the people who are selected to be attending a workshop. I mean, how did you get into that space? What, what was the story there? See, okay, initially, uh, I, was, I was called by Abu from Hekaya, if you remember him. They had this project with the coast writers. They had a theme and you we were asked to write, everyone should write uh, just a chapter. And it happened that I was chosen for the Swahili novel to write the first chapter of that story. So when I heard of the competition, I first asked uh, Abu if I could, t- I could submit my story for that competition. So I submitted it and then lucky enough, I was chosen for, for the training, for the workshop in Tanzania. Yeah. Okay, so you went to Tanzania and met a fellow writer. How, how writers? How was that experience? It was great. We were around seven, seven winners at that time, and then the experience. Okay, what I really admired from that workshop was what we learned. I really learned a lot about writing short stories. So the training was very, it was very educative, and also the the, the networking with other with other writers getting to know my fellow writers from Kenya because we were around four five from Kenya and only one from Tanzania so it was a great experience okay so one of your stories was actually selected to be in the anthology um, the water birds on the lakeshore and um, I believe several Sorry? of you went to... oh, your story was selected to be in the water birds on the, of the lakeshore um, wait, is, mm. is that your first time you've been in publication? You've been published? Yeah, that was my first time. Hard copy. Publication was uh-huh. my first time. Yeah, but before that, I've been published in several platforms from, like, I think, before that, yeah, I, I was already published in Creative Writers League website before that. And also, it was my first time, it was my first phase of writing short stories. So I just began, and then luckily enough, 
Mm-hmm. We'll talk a bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, because I want to finish mm-hmm. this thread here. I mean, you, your, your story was selected for the anthology, and then you ended up mm-hmm. uh, attending a festival later in the year. How was that? Yeah. Okay, so in, in Tanzania, it was, it was like a probation, probation stage. So first we were taught on how to edit our stories and make them better. And then we were, asked, we were told that only two stories will be selected from the, I think seven, I think it was seven, yeah. Only two stories will be selected. So the ones that will be the best will be chosen for publication. So we were given time, it was a whole week. So it was a whole week of editing and editing and editing. And it turned up that the last, the last, the last stage of writing the story, it typically changed. Like the head went to the tail and then the tail went to the head after a lot of editing. And then lucky, okay, say it was tough. Like when you hear of other people's stories, you think that they've written the better than you. You think that the themes was was actually the okay, let's say it was it was a good experience because I could hear different creations from from, from other people. It it could it actually made me think that okay, I can think this way and still write a story that I never thought before. But then it was so tough, the competition was so tough. We, we edited, we edited and edited, but I ended up being among the two who were chosen. And the only Kenyan, if I'm not wrong. No, we were two. The two mm. three that were chosen were all from Kenya, because John's and I. Okay, so so I'm asking, you guys ended up in a K-Festival. Tell us, tell us about mm-hmm. it. Okay, I really wish it will, it will come back. For me, it was a it was a great great experience. It was really amazing. It was my first time meeting a lot of writers, great writers. It was also my first time coming out of the country, so I was over excited. <laughs> I was so excited, yeah. And then also we could, I could. Okay, for for me, Aki Festival turned up to to be. See, after the Aki Festival, I was able to get different projects from the friend from my fellow writers that I met in Ake. So I was able to get different translation projects. Like for example, there was that Kalahari review, Kalahari, Kalahari short story competition. It was for Swahili writers, French writers and English. So I was given the, the English adverts to translate them into Kiswahili so that they could cover also the Swahili writers. Yeah, so I, I made so much connections and networking that until until date, I, they they are really benefiting me in one way or another. So it was a great experience you, for me. You spoke about translation. Are you a translator too, as well? Yeah, yeah, yes, I am. Okay, in, I mean, what have you translated, and how do you go about this translation business? Okay, uh, you see, after after Ake Festival, after Ake Festival. I got different projects, as I told you earlier. Also, I have translated the, the few adverts that I've told you. And also LCB Diplomatic, they, they've sent me, I think, two, two or three ex, uh, short, short nonfiction that they wanted me to translate them to Kiswahili. Then, they, then, I, submit them to, uh, then I submitted them. So I have done several, not so much, but several several translations. And also that is where I came up with Shiwaki. 
because Shiwaki, mm -hmm. it, I, I came up with it for two things. One of it was to create a platform where Swahili writers will be able to, to, to bring up their work for exposure. And then two, for translation. I was expecting that I would get more and more projects on translation. Yeah. So I mean, now that you've mentioned Shiwaki, would you maybe so like to tell so us? So I'm not so much on translation, but I do translate. Okay. So you mentioned Shiwaki. Would you like to tell us what it stands for and what it's about? Okay. So Shiwaki means Shirika Lawandishi Waluga Kiswahili, which in English means it's an association of Swahili writers. It's a platform where where Swahili writers can bring up their work for exposure to the readers. You know, I came to realize that within, okay, especially in Mombasa and Lamu, where I came from, there are a lot of writers that their work end up in their books and not, and not in the, in the, in the plat different platforms where people can get to read their works. So I realized if I, can, if I, let's say, if I come up with a platform where anyone can share their work and people can read it, it will be able to, you see, it, it will benefit both me and the writers. That was the aim. And then two, so when I realized that after Ake Festival, I've, uh, I've been receiving these projects for translation, and I thought also I should have a platform where people can submit their work for, trans for, for translation into Swahili language. Yeah. Okay, and how's that gone? How's that gone so far? I'd say uh, in the first days, in the first few months, it was really growing. I got a lot of uh, work from different writers from Tanzania and Kenya, and it was really impressive in the beginning. Then later on, I started experiencing IT problems with the host and all that. For the first time, the all my data was erased because of the delayment in payment, I think, and then I got it back. I asked people again for their work, and I thank God they were so cooperative. They submitted their work. And it, unfortunately, it happened again. So currently I'm working on it and soon, soon enough, it will be on and I'll start again calling the, okay, my, 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 the, the thing I want to avoid is using the same host, but then I believe when, when it will come back this time, it will be there for good. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, so it's a bit of technical issues. It's not about the project yeah. itself. It's about technical oh, yeah, yeah. issues. Technical issues. Yeah. So I mean, I wish you all the best. If you, if when you come back, I'll be so excited to check you out. Um, you, you talked about the creative or creative writers league earlier to earlier in the in our chat. What is that? What is and what does it do? Okay, so creative writers league is an is an initiative that was initiated by a lady called Lubna. She's also a good writer from the coastal region. So initially, before I even started writing short stories, I only used to write poems. When I was in high school, when I was in university, that's what I used to write. And then one day Lubna called me and told me that she, she is working on having these workshops to train writers from this local area. And when I attended it, that's when I first started writing my short stories. So I learned it from her, from, from her workshops. So Lubna created this Creative Writers League so that she can, she can get work from different people, the same as Shiwaki, I think, more so. But just let, let's say Shiwaki is mostly Swahili, and then hers is generally, 
she takes both English and Kiswahili work. She also with Creative Writers League, she normally have these workshops, which I think there'll be another one soon, maybe if not this January, February, where she trains, she trains writers. What I want you to do now is I, I want to ask a bit about the, the, the writing community in Mombasa, because you know you experienced it when you were, you were receiving your stories with Shewaki. Um, mm -hmm. Would you tell us a little bit about the writers from Mombasa and what are they writing about? So from the Swahili side, I'd say there are more writers who write poems than short stories. I think it's basically because of the culture that we are brought up with. For example, even in our weddings, we recite the poems. So most of us just write poems and not short stories. Also, uh, with the bringing up of our kids, so let's say when you were brought up our time, we had this, we had no reading culture. So maybe this also attributed to people not writing short stories and more, and they're more on poems. That is one. Two, we, we have many writers who would say that are not young. More writers are, uh, are old, old enough and not like, they're not youth. Let me say they're not youth. So that is true. And also three, most of, most of coastal writers write in English. That is a bit weird. But yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> Most of them write in English and not in Swahili. So it's at times it's really hard to get work from the coastal people. At times I have to go beyond. Like I have to ask from people from Tanzania, Zanzibar, and all that. I mean, uh, you just said that a lot of people are writing tend to write more in, in English than Kiswahili. Mm -hmm. I mean, why? What? Are, yeah. Why did you? Why did you speak to decide to write in Kiswahili? Okay, I'd say it's the love I have for my culture, the love I have for my language. Kiswahili was also my best subject in high school, in primary. And then I just decided that now if, if, if all of us won't write in a, in, a, in a second language, then who will? But that is one. And then if we don't preserve it, if we don't grow our culture, and I, I knew it will end up just dying, just like many other things that have just gotten lost like that. So one, it's the love I have for my language. Two, it's just my passion. I love the Swahili. And it is my dream that one day I will be a lecturer of the Swahili language. Your, yeah. your, your, short, story, your short story was in the young adult, was for young adults. Is this something, is this why you want to go with your writing more, writing for young adults? Or where do you see your writing career going forward? Okay, before previously, that was my plan to write for the young adult. But then at the, the beginning of this year, just last week, I started thinking of writing, uh, writing for the kids, the children, between, let's say, three years to seven years. Something that is just coming up, and I've been thinking of it of late. But initially, my interest was just writing for the youth. That was my target, the youth, the young adult. But I'm also thinking about writing for, for, for the kids. And, and um, I'm going to ask about, you talked about Creatives Writers League, and you've mentioned Hakaya's Abu. What are some of the organizations that deal with, with writing and literature and the written word in, in the Mombasa that we, we want to know about? So for the few that I know, it is Hikaya, Hikaya Initiative, that is one. It really works in promoting the Swahili language and the Swahili culture. Uh, I don't think if there are any other in Mombasa, no, we just have for just the writing, the literature, 
as a whole and not just Swahili. Yeah. But then there, there are a lot of small projects, small initiatives that carries out even writing as one of them, but not just writing on its own in the in the cost. Yeah. Okay. Apart from continue. Sorry. I think it was Shiwaki that was to come next. Shiwaki, but I'm still working on it. And hopefully it will it will gather and capture all that it will take to grow the Swahili language in the near future. So what about what about literature, literature as a whole, not just Kiswahili? Literature or as a whole, let's say we have we have we have different small groups that have not yet grown so big. We have uh, like currently I am in a group, a WhatsApp group that uh, it's just for women. Yeah, that's just for women. But it also encourages literature and other talented groups. So writing being one of them. So okay, I don't know if there is anyone just for literature. I am not sure, but I only know Vikaya and those small small projects that are still coming up from the Mombasa region. So somebody like me who I does I don't know much about writing from Mombasa, uh, and I want to read Mombasa writers. What writers do you, would you recommend my, that I read? We have Hassan Kasim, one of the best. He writes in English. Hassan Kasim, we have Khadija Bajber. Lubna herself. Those are the uh, one. Uh, those are the few of my favorites. Uh, who else would I recommend from the coast? Farwa. Farwa writes in Kiswahili, just like me. And of course, myself. <laughs> I will recommend myself. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Then um, I'm gonna say thank you so much for agreeing to participate in this, and uh, I all all the best in your future endeavors in writing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you're most welcome.